Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 29th of March. The Easter holiday plans of thousands of Australians could be in jeopardy after two new cases of community transmission of COVID in Queensland. Authorities aren't ruling out border closures as yet, with WA already foreshadowing shutting its state. Queensland health experts are keeping a very close eye on the latest numbers today after two people tested positive over the weekend. Contact tracing is underway, but Dr Jeanette Young says they're still not sure exactly how the residents contracted the virus. We don't know how it spread from that case that we had in the hotel and how it spread to that uh, doctor, and we don't know how it spread from that doctor to these three cases. A number of potential exposure sites have been identified and now New South Wales is trying to track down an estimated 20,000 people who've recently been in Queensland. They're urging residents who may have attended any of the affected venues to get tested and to self-isolate. Here's Dr Chris Moy from the AMA. This is an important lesson. It's summer, we've got the vaccination out there, but this is a reminder, this ain't over and we've all got to be doing the right thing. We don't want to, you know, kind of lose a game which we've been on top of for so long. And we'll have more on the latest outbreak from our reporters shortly. More trouble today for the embattled federal government with Prime Minister Scott Morrison taking a big hit in the latest polls. The latest news poll saw the PM's ratings sink by 7% to 55%, its lowest point in a year. It comes as the government faces serious backlash over its handling of rape allegations and a toxic culture in Canberra. Meantime, there are calls for Liberal MP Andrew Laming to stand down immediately after more damning allegations. After reports he harassed women in his Queensland electorate, Mr Laming is accused of taking upskirting photos of a woman without her consent. Mr Laming says he will now take leave to undergo counselling and empathy training. I'm not demonstrating really an understanding of how my actions affect other people. At this stage, I'm pausing, I'm getting the medical and the, the counselling support that I need. Treasurer Josh Frydenberg announced Mr Lamming will not be contesting the next election. It's feared thousands of jobs will go and a record number of Australians will now be living below the poverty line as JobKeeper ends and JobSeeker payments are cut. The government's COVID financial supplement ended yesterday with some officials expecting up to 150,000 Australians to be out of work. Here's Dr Cassandra Goldie from the Australian Council of Social Service. We are very worried. We're going to see again a dramatic rise in the level of poverty in Australia. Um, estimated to be, if you're on JobSeeker, from at $44 a day, about 84% of people are likely to be below the poverty line again. This is terrible. And authorities are investigating reports of IT disruption at Parliament House in Canberra. The government hasn't confirmed as yet whether it's a cyber attack. It comes as a major cyber attack cripples Nine Entertainment, with the television station unable to broadcast live shows out of Sydney yesterday. The technical problems are continuing on air this morning. As we try and work around these technical issues caused by Vladimir. Oh, um, not blaming anybody no, no, in I'm particular. Not. <laughs> We're not sure where it's come from yet, but we're working through it this morning. There are claims Russian hackers are behind the shutdown with the network scheduled to air an episode of Under Investigation about Vladimir Putin. Here's IT expert Zorn Barnan. There's no reason they actually can't come up against that organisation in Channel 9 
and try and wreak havoc, whether that is taking them offline, stopping them uh, putting shows on, or even starting to access some of their sensitive information. Now for a look at what else is making news around the country this Monday morning. To Queensland first, and as we reported earlier, concerns are growing over that COVID cluster, which is baffling local experts. It's been confirmed as the highly contagious UK strain. Our reporter David Shiraz has more from Brisbane. Good morning, Tash. Well, as the latest cluster grew by one, authorities had to step forward and correct the record. One of the men who tested positive was publicly accused of holding a house party for 25 people between his test and the results. Queensland police eventually contradicting that health advice, saying the 26-year-old had only come into contact with five people. There was another confirmed case of the Strathpine House yesterday morning, the cluster sparking a lockdown. At Brisbane City and Moreton Bay Council area hospitals, aged care facilities, prisons and disability service providers. New South Wales, Victoria and the ACT have put out information to travellers. Those areas are hotspots and you must self-isolate and get tested upon arrival. Western Australia going further, requiring all visitors from Queensland to self-isolate for 14 days. And as David just mentioned in WA, the Premier is wasting no time urging West Australians to reconsider their Easter travel plans to Queensland. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has more from Perth. That's right, Tash. Mark McGowan has labelled the Queensland COVID situation as concerning as WA tightens its border restrictions. Health advice was updated on Saturday with anyone entering from the Sunshine State now required to self-quarantine for 14 days. And with a long weekend just days away, Mr McGowan is advising West Aussies not to travel there, saying they run the risk of getting locked out. With people going to Queensland from Western Australia, I'd advise people not to. Uh, I think in light of what's occurred, uh, it's a risk. I'd advise them to holiday in Western Australia or in another state. Queensland's rating has been elevated to a low risk with the WA government indicating further border control measures would be introduced if necessary. Meantime, in Victoria, thousands of people are being urged to get tested and many forced into isolation as authorities scramble to keep the Queensland COVID cluster out of the state. Our reporter James Lake has the latest from Melbourne. The authorities have wasted no time ordering people to get tested and isolate if there's even a remote chance of bringing the virus back into Victoria. About 20,000 people have been asked to get tested after they were in Queensland since March the 12th and wait at home until those results are negative. Three people who also came forward saying they'd been to a designated exposure site and have been put into quarantine. Thankfully, two have already returned negative results. Demand has surged at testing sites around Melbourne over the weekend, especially in the south and southeastern suburbs. At this stage, though, the state government has stopped short of asking Victorians to cancel any trips to Queensland, but they've been told to monitor health authority advice on hotspot locations. But it's a completely different story in New South Wales, with life almost back to normal as more COVID restrictions are eased across the state from today. Reporter Siobhan Caulfield has the latest from Sydney. Tash, it's a moment we've all been waiting for here in New South Wales. Singing and dancing is back as the majority of COVID rules are relaxed from today. The overhaul means nightclubs can reopen and we can finally hit the dance floor. There will be no caps on numbers at weddings and funerals and masks will also no longer be mandatory on public transport. You can invite as many people over to your house as you like, but if it is over 100, you'll need a COVID safety plan and record everyone's details. Be 
Crowds are also back at sporting events with 100% seated capacity at entertainment venues. The state government has stressed that people will still need to check in at all venues, the Premier describing it as the key to our state's success. Now for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. And Peter, Sydney house prices continue to soar with records again smashed over the weekend. How long can these high prices last? It looks like it. There were 3,800 properties for sale over the weekend and a huge 84% were sold. This is the strongest result in three years and reserves were smashed as the fear of missing out or FOMO keeps driving buyers to pay crazy prices. CoreLogic says Sydney sold 89% of the stocks up for grabs, Canberra 86% and Melbourne 84%. With interest rates so low, the only way this price boom can be slowed down would be a rising supply of properties for sale, but the AFR quoted Ray White's MD, Dan White, who said demand levels were astonishing, although more listings are expected. He said, we don't expect these records to last long. That means he expects bigger sales weekends ahead. Incredible. I don't know how it can continue, Peter. Also, the local stock market looks poised for a big start to the week as President Joe Biden's stimulus spending starts to help US companies. Yep, that's right. It was a big record-breaking end of the week for US stocks, and it means our share market is expected to open up 0.72% higher today, while the tech-heavy Nasdaq index, those companies like Facebook, Google, and Tesla in it, are on the slide with tech stocks now out of favour for the moment. Demand for more traditional businesses and their shares has pushed a company like Victoria's Secret to announce a profit upgrade. And it comes as Australian investors will pocket huge dividends from their shares this week, totaling, wait for it, $6 billion. But this is only half the $12 billion sent out last week by listed companies to its shareholders. But this money has to be good for both more share buying and products sold by our major retailers. And more big wins for our big miners as booming iron ore exports are tipped to deliver a massive $136 billion windfall. Well, that's incredible. Last week, we learned the country's budget deficit, which was expected to be a massive $213.7 billion, was shrinking towards $150 billion. And while our beating of the coronavirus has helped the economy grow faster than expected, and this does bring down the deficit, so does tax collection from BHP, Rio and Fortescue, our big iron ore exporters. Last year, we saw a record-breaking $100 billion worth of iron ore exports, but the Australian newspaper says forecasts out of Canberra say this year we'll see $136 billion worth of exports with China, our biggest customer, hungry for iron ore. These rising exports, along with bigger than expected iron ore prices, could give the budget an extra $15 billion or more. $136 billion. Maybe you can afford a house in Sydney then, Peter. <laughs> and, ha- and happy birthday for the weekend. Thank you. Thanks as always. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett. As we reported earlier, thousands of people have been forced into isolation after the Queensland COVID cluster, including the Lions team. Yes, in fact, the whole team, they remain there, of course, for a, a fourth night. They uh, they got there to play a game against the Cats in Geelong on Friday night. Then, obviously, with the COVID situation, as you mentioned, in Brisbane, they were forced to stay there. Now, yesterday morning, they were literally boarding a team bus to go to Melbourne Airport to come back home to Brisbane. The AFL said, no, wait, you're going to have to spend another night in Melbourne while we work out what's happening because uh, Brisbane is due to play Collingwood at the Gabba this Thursday night on Easter Thursday. That could potentially be moved 
moved to the MCG or Marvel Stadium, maybe even the Gold Coast, because this is, of course, just uh, unfolding in Brisbane, not the Gold Coast at this stage. So a few backup plans here. The AFL's become pretty good at that. At this stage, though, they certainly remain hopeful, and so do the Lions, that that game will go ahead at the Gabba. So a bit going on there. Then, of course, the Broncos are due to go to Melbourne uh, for a game on Good Friday against the Melbourne Storm. So I'll have to wait to see what the uh, NRL responds with there. But uh, the Lions players are having to go shopping yesterday. Most of them only brought uh, an overnight bag, uh, so they had to buy a a few clothes when they were told they were going to spend another night there. Now, just on some of the results uh, from yesterday, uh, Fremantle beating the Giants by 31 points. Big concern for their superstar skipper, Nat Fife, who was concussed. Uh, Here is his coach, Justin Longmuir. Yeah, well, he got concussed. Uh, We subbed him out. Like he's, He's good in the change rooms now. He's up and about. He's getting around his teammates. Subbed him out of the game. Yeah, What that means for the next couple of weeks, I'm not sure. What it does mean is he will be ruled out of Sunday's clash with Carlton under the AFL's new concussion rules. That means you're sidelined for a minimum of 12 days. Sam Reid, who delivered the bump, the Giants defender, could be in a bit of trouble with the match review officer there, Tash. And now to the NRL, Brett. Uh, it's investigating a sideline incident involving Canberra coach Ricky Stewart and a referee. Yeah, that's right. Now, uh, Ricky Stewart, the Canberra coach, is denying that he swore at the referee. This was after Saturday's uh, dramatic loss to the Warriors. There was a forward pass there toward the end that led to a crucial New Zealand try. Ricky wasn't too happy with that, but he denies that he went down to the sideline and swore at the referee and, in fact, is shocked after learning that a complaint was lodged in the official ground manager's report. So I guess that's why the NRL is investigating that incident. Uh, Just yesterday, the West Tigers are finally waking up winners this morning. Adam inspiring his side to a 24-20 victory over Newcastle. The Tigers playmaker crossed for a try, assisted on another. He kicked four goals, perfect off the boot. And coach Michael Maguire is a happy man this morning. Really pleased with the, the boys, actually. Um, I was actually really pleased with the boys earlier in the week. Their attitudes towards uh, you know, what we've spoken about right throughout our pre-season and what we wanted to be. I thought that came out in today's game. You know, just the attitude to fight to the end. And last night, to David Fafita was phenomenal for the Titans, uh, and that sort of justifies why they spent so much money and put so much effort into getting him across from the Broncos. He led them to a big win, one of the biggest wins in their history over the Cowboys, who are in all sorts of trouble at the moment. Some uh, reports going around yesterday that Michael Morgan, uh, their co-captain, will have to retire due to a shoulder injury. So a bit going on in North Queensland this morning. And Brett, the Formula One season got underway in Bahrain this morning, and gosh, what a dramatic finish. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton getting the better of Max Verstappen, winning that season opening Bahrain GP, as you said. Uh, his Red Bull rival uh, well, actually overtook the seven-time uh, world champ in the closing laps, but he went off the track, so that meant he had to give the lead back. Uh, Hamilton getting home by seven-tenths of a second. Uh, Dan Ricciardo, his first race for McLaren, he came home in seventh, and he wishes he was in that uh, that battle at the at the front of the race. I would have loved to have been uh, in the battle for the win. It sounded like it was pretty good, so... Uh... I would have been more satisfied with that, but uh, I think the weekend as a whole, pretty satisfied. And that was Dan Ricciardo speaking about an hour ago on uh, Sky Sports. So a solid start for Dan Ricciardo in the McLaren, but uh, Lewis Hamilton picking up from where he left off for Mercedes. Yes, Brett Lewis Hamilton is unstoppable. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tash. Checking the weather details around the country now this Monday morning. Brisbane shower or two on the way, top of 28. 24 and a shower also expected today for Sydney. Possible morning drizzle for Melbourne, 19 the expected high. Canberra sunny and 23, cloudy and 18 for Hobart. 
Sunny and 27, a beautiful day on the way today for Adelaide. Sunny and 35 for Perth and a shower or two expected with a top of 33 for Darwin. And which country is the happiest in the world? The United Nations has released its latest annual report with the top 10 happiest nations around the globe. Factors like the government's handling of the pandemic and COVID employment rates were considered in this year's report. Australia missed out on the top 10 list, with Austria coming in at number 10, followed by New Zealand at number 9. Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern's handling of the coronavirus, one of the key factors. Finland took out the top spot for the fourth year in a row. Some of the main reasons behind its winning edge, the government's handling of the pandemic, its education system and self-care programs involving saunas. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belly. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.